All right, so we have readings by Yankee. Eve Yankee, how are you doing today? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing all right. It's uh, time is four twenty. It's a Tuesday, and uh, let's get into it. So, so Eve, you just uh, you have so many talents. I mean, you're pretty gifted. Huh? You're a medium. You're a mentor, clairvoyant reader. You do uh, spiritual awakenings. Um, tell me a little about yourself. It's so strange to hear you call me Eve. You know that. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because you know, I, I I don't think I've been Eve in a long time. Like, don't get me wrong, I am. That is me. It's my name. Um, but I've been using this name, God, for as long as I can remember. You know. Um. So many moons ago, uh, you know, I I was hired throughout the different governments. Um, you know, asking for psychic advice, you know, and then um, my kid's dad, he said, you can't be doing that, <laughs> you know, because some of the things would be to help uh, get somebody put away, you know, because of uh, maybe missing children, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, hurt somebody or whatever, you know, so we, have, we took my name and, you know, we used it, you know, um, with a nickname, so uh, being the New Yorker in me um, and the Bronx girl in me, you know, uh, one of my mentors said to me, all right, I understand what he's saying. I respect what he's saying. I like uh, I like calling you Yankee. How's that? I had a baseball hat on that time, you know. So uh, that was that. that's how I started call, using that name. <clears throat> um, but. At a young age, I knew that um, there was something different about me, <clears throat> spiritually, you know. And I think that the first thing was knowing that, like, I was an empath because I would get extremely emotional over things, you know. Um, and, and I couldn't understand why, you know, I felt, uh, and, you know, I'd be embarrassed because I'd cry over something that shouldn't maybe be so emotional. And I remember my parents taking me to therapy, you know, and, you know, the therapist said, Oh, you know, or the psychiatrist, maybe he was even, maybe even a psychiatrist. I can't remember so many years ago. And they told my parents, oh, you know, she, uh, she might be depressed, you know. And I learned to realize it wasn't that. Yes, I was depressed, don't get me wrong, but I was an empath, you know. And I was feeling other people's issues, pains, pain issues, love issues, you know, the different things that an empath gets. Um, and then the more we started to discover that that was what it was, it, we started to notice I had a lot of dreams, you know, and then my dreams would make, come through, you know, um, and for a long time, I would never tell anybody because I remember when my parents brought me to the psychiatrist and the therapist about the empath thing, thinking that it could be that, um, it was a whole thing going back and forth to all these appointments. So I didn't want to tell them that, you know, something I, I dreamt about came true. So I kept that for a secret for a while, you know. So that's some that that's that's a little bit of that, you know. Um and then, you know, fast forward, you know, um the world started to involve and, and you know, people started, you know, being okay with psychics and mediums, you know, um, and wanted to know more about it. You know, it, it used to be we'd be in the shadows for a long time, you know. 
And uh, I don't know, one day it was like a light switch and, you know, it was a cool thing about being a psychic. And then you got everybody that wants to be a psychic and they're, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, that I might not feel that they're as psychic. Right. Well, they There's... are psychic possibly, but not as trained. Right, so so I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get, cut in for a minute if you don't mind. Um, mm -hmm. So, as far as like psychics are concerned, a lot of them are like charlatans. You know, they're just it's it's so wrong what they're doing to people. Um, uh, I was like reading this article. Somebody charged like somebody gave like a million dollars to a psychic in Miami or something like that, and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so just to take off a curse. I mean, there's a lot of, like, there's, there's you know, as long as, you know, there's greed, a lot of people are going to be taken advantage of, that's for sure, 100%. But I want to go back to something you said. You were talking about you were an empath. Um, was... All right, so back to our conversation before we get cut off. Um, so as far as, like, being an empath, it's pretty hard. Like, you get, you know, it's, like, for some, some empaths can't even, like, you know, um, get like day-to-day -day duties done you know what i mean like out in the real world because they're just so sensitive to people's energies so i totally get what you're, what you're saying you pick up on energies you, you know um if somebody sat around you it's like you almost like absorb you're like a sponge so but there are ways to control it it's just like back in your days the way you when you're, when you're speaking about it you know there wasn't people were not as much as like open-minded you know what I mean? So that's why they, right. you went, you know, to a, a psychiatrist and this and that, and they thought, you know, maybe you need like this pill or that pill or whatnot. But yeah, I I I get what you're saying. And I was never medicated, just so you know. That's good. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But my, I, my mother realized that you know it wasn't that you know. Um, yeah. But you know, I do want to say something though. You said something about you know about how some psychics, the charlatans and stuff like that. You're right. There's a lot of fake psychics in there. Or I don't even want to call them psychics. There's a lot of people that act like they're psychics, you know, or right. pretend to be psychics, mm -hmm. you know, um, or uh, whatnot. And there are people that um, do that, you know, they do use people, take advantage of people. And it's sad. There's plenty of documentaries of different cases and whatnot. And I agree. And, um, but here's the difference though. Like, so just to make this clear, I, I, I've had a room for a long time in Clubhouse, and I would do readings for free for long periods of time. Um, you know, um, don't get me wrong, I get paid as well, you know, for, for being a psychic. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, have clients and whatnot. But I don't want you thinking or saying that all psychics do that, because that's not the case. What happens is, what bad people use people who have a gift you use our energy or our gifts and you pre pretend to be what you're not and they take advantage of people that need people like myself you know what i mean so um so no psychics don't do that they're not charlatans you know no, people don't do that no you know it's people that want to be people that want to use the fact that we have gifts and take advantage of it so those people that do that are not real psychics. Right, right. I, I agree yeah. with you 100%. There's everybody's like, you know, there's you know, there's a lot of people who are not mechanics who are claiming to be mechanics. It's the same right. thing as like, you know, you're taking your car to a, 
for an oil change and stuff, and they're telling you that you need a new motor. You know what I mean? He's not a really can't right. So I get it. I get what you're saying. Um, no, but what uh, what's intriguing is you have so many gifts, and you and you knew it. Like you know, like you said, you were so young, and, and you found out about like your gifts early on. Um, it takes it takes a while for people to understand um, that they have these special gifts. Um, at at like a later like older age, I'd say maybe you know what I mean. Um, do you agree or? No, I always knew. I always knew there was something. I just didn't know what it was. I didn't know. I didn't understand it. And then things would happen. You know what I mean? That came through. You know, at a very young age, my grandfather died, and before you know, um, you know, the night that he died, actually. Um, so my grandfather and I were extremely close. In fact, um, you know, I, I I loved him more than my mother and my father. You know, um, we had a good relationship. He was a good man hard worker, you know, and, uh, he, he did a lot for me, you know, he always made me feel safe about myself, you know, and the night that he died, um, <clears throat> I had a dream and I always had dreams. I just never understood. I just thought it was dreams or whatnot, you know, but my, he came to me, my, my grandfather came to me in my dream. And he told me some things and whatnot. And he told me that, um, my mother was going to need me. And that um, I needed to, to be strong and I needed to be there for him by making sure I get a message to my mom, you know, and uh, he told me exactly who was going to be coming. He told me that when I woken up, when I wake up and I, when I wake you up, he says, when I wake you up, there's going to be this person, this person, that person, and they're going to tell you that I'm gone and I'm not gone. I am physically, but I'm not gone. I'll always be here with you, you know? And I remember that, and I'll, 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 I'll never forget it, you know. And I was very upset, and, you know, long story short, he basically, you know, tapped, you know, kissed me on, the, you know, kissed, gave me a kiss, and um, I woke up. And I woke up to banging on the door. I think I was five, maybe, maybe six. Um, and it was bang, 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 bang. And where we lived at the time, it was a very long hallway. And I remember following my mother and chasing after her this long hallway. You know, I was a kid, so, you know, you go back to those long hallways as kids when you become adults. It doesn't look like a long hall no more, you know. But uh, I, I remember just feeling like I was taking forever to get there. And my mom was ready to answer the door. And I got there and I, said, and I told her, I said, Papa is dead, you know, and she smacked my hand. No, and smacked my face. I'm sorry, she smacked my face, you know, and, and then grabbed my hand and said, why did you say that? Why did you say that? Like, my mom didn't hit me, you know what I mean? It wasn't like that, you know? It was, I think it was a reaction. My mother and my grandfather were extremely close. She was a daddy's girl, you know? Um, uh, years later, I realized my mother was also a medium, and she thought she was crazy, you know, um, and she suppressed it. Um, but what had happened was I think she realized if I said it, that it has to be real, you know. And my aunt was in the in the uh, behind the door, screaming, saying, "Open the door! We have to tell you, open!" You know. I don't remember word for word so much, but I I just know that uh, when mom opened up the door, it was everybody that my grandfather said it was, and they told her that my my papa was gone. So uh, that's when I realized that my dreams were legit. It wasn't just coincidence or me thinking it or it was real, 
you know, and he gave me some a couple of messages, you know, um, and then things like that continue to happen. You know, sometimes it'd be strangers, sometimes it, you know, and then I started to realize I could do this without it being my dream. I could do it a lot. There's different type of mediums or clairvoyants or whatever that can't do both. They can just dream or they could just do energy reading or, you know, there's a few of us that can do a little bit of everything. And I, I do believe that I could do uh, a little bit of everything. So. Yeah, you, you have many gifts. I know, like I said, I've noticed that. Um, now, did you immediately tell your, you know, your parents about that, like that, that dream? Um, or did you? Well, I told her right there and there before we opened the door. Oh, wow. Well, like okay. I explained it to her. Yes, I said that I've mm. done things. Yes, no, I did. You okay. know. Um, what, did, what did they say? What, what was their reaction? I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't remember exactly. I just know. Uh, my 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 one family member you know got down to her knees and she heard me like crying i was angry you know because you know my mom she smacked me like i said you know and, and i was angry because it was like wasn't that she wasn't believing me i realized now as an adult i think it was she didn't want to believe it you know i mean not so much that she didn't um but i remember being angry i mean i was a kid you know and uh you know, kind of like, you know, when we stomp our feet kind of thing when we're little and we get in trouble or we're mad. And it was kind of like, I remember something like that. And I remember this one family member got down to their knees and, you know, they were asking me, what's the dream? Tell me everything. And I was like, you know, and they, they, they picked me up and brought me into the kitchen and they're looking for paper and pen and everything's writing everything down. You know, I don't, you know, I mean, obviously one per, one of the family members was saying that that was crazy or whatever. But it wasn't. I mean, I mean, my, I, I, the, the fact is, before she entered, opened the door, I said exactly who was going to be there. And then, oh, oh, so here's the other thing. There's these little sour balls. But they, they, they used to call them sour balls, but they weren't always sour, you know? Little, little sucky candies back in, the, back in the day. You know, green or yellow cherry or whatever. They were a hard candy. Um, and uh, my grandfather used to suck on them all the time. He had a, one of those, now I have a raspy voice, but not like this, you know. He had a very raspy, ras raspberry voice. And um, so he always sucked on these candies, and I used to ask for them. So all the grandchildren would want them, and he always kept them in the side of his recliner inside, you know. And all the kids would know to go grab them. Um, when you come see Papa, you to go to the chair, he'd steal some, you know. And... <clears throat> In the dream, one of the things he did was tell me that the candy's not going to be where it's supposed to be normally. It's going to be, you know, I can't remember if it was underneath underneath the couch, you know what I mean? Like, underneath it or, or right behind it. It was something to do with the couch. Um, but I, I, I did. I told her that, and they called up my mother. My mother called up my grandmother on the phone and, uh, you know, uh, asked her to go, uh, you know... <clears throat> look at the, look for the candy and they couldn't find, she couldn't find it, you know? And then sure enough, you know, uh, we were only about maybe 12 blocks away. She carried us over there and they found the candy and it was where my grandfather told me it was. So that was one, one big thing, you know? And I think that's when my dad realized that there was, you know, something going on, you know? 
the other thing was the Sandman. The Sandman was a family. It was, I used to call them the Sandman family. And I, I don't know, you know, the reason is because every time my family members would come in, right, this is when I knew it wasn't just a dream, right? Um, and they would come through. Um, and the minute a member in the family would come through, they would disintegrate to the floor. Literally. Um, uh, and I would tell my parents, he, he, he's like the stand man. Him and his family, it's like the stand. And, you know, long story short, they, so I, I told my parents some of the things, you know, it was a, a family, um, it was a house fire and everything like that where I lived. And, you know, gotta remember at my age, how I, how old I am. And years ago at a young age, you know, we're talking a long time ago. And, uh, you didn't have Google back then, you know? You didn't have the computer back then. In fact, yeah, there was no computer back then. I don't even think we had HBO back then. I think it was, I think it was called WHT back in the day at the cable channel. Um, but yeah, my mom, they did some research and eventually they found out that the information I gave them was of a family that um, had a house fire, you know? So it was little things like that. And those were the two major things that happened at a young age and then there was many things after that yeah that's that's awesome um but it's what's more awesome is that your mom was like pretty supportive of uh of what you were telling her what you were saying i know a lot of parents like when the kids speak out or uh try to like you know explain to them like you know uh, a lot of a lot of parents or a lot of people won't understand won't don't have like the um I don't want to say the brain capacity, but they're just, they're not, it's not normal to them. You know what I mean? Like, so, so yeah, that's good that your mom was supportive. <clears throat> so this, the Sandman family, um, how long uh, did you see them and, and when did you stop seeing them? So Yankee just got a call, guys. Uh, we're going to give her a minute until uh, she gets back. Yeah, you... Where her family and history came from, you know what I mean? Right. But she was supportive. I will say that. Um, like I said, as I years later, I start to realize that um, she suppressed a lot of it on me, and I wish she wouldn't have, because it would have made life a little easier for me. But it could have been worse. I'll tell you that. Right. Right. I I, I get it. Um. So. I don't know. You went through a lot. It seems like you did go through a lot just in, uh, as far as like your spiritual journey. And then you started at a really young age, which is it's the first time I'm hearing about it as far as like anybody, um, which is which is awesome. Uh, so you have like a lot of like experience under your belt. <laughs> so that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then you just turned it kind of into art, huh? Like your gifts and stuff like you just turned it into art. Because I see now that you're making like, well, like you're doing like NFTs yeah. and, and you're just, uh, 
you just launched a project and you're working on it. And you you you, uh, you also you have a lot of celebrity clients. I don't want to uh, um, give any names out there right now, but yeah, I know I'm aware of that. You have like a lot of clients that come to you. So mm-hmm. like finding balance, like out of all this, like it's, it must be hard for you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like for example, right for for years, you know, I would do my readings for free. Like even before Clubhouse came, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a regular, normal job, nine to five job, you know, and, um, you know, people, people, the clients himself, you know, would say, thank you, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you know, you're good at what you do, you know, um, you really need to try to do something, you know, uh, and do something with it. So what I started doing was, um, I had like a situation with certain clients. I had a specific client, I, I, without his permission yet, I don't want to say who, but, um, you know, hopefully, you know, he'll let me say it one day on a, on a rebuttal to it or something. But uh, what he what he would do is he said, I can't get over the fact that, like, you just gave me this hour and a half of great, great services, both spiritually, not just as a medium, like, and explaining, talking to him about the other side, but just spiritually, you know, as a spiritual person and, and helping him with some balance and things like that. And helping me as well, because I think we balance each other sometimes, you know. Um, uh, you know, I get a lot out of it as well, you know. And uh, I learn from them, they learn from me type of thing. But he said to me, he said, I can't believe with your gift that that's what you're charging me. You know, I it just it upsets me that that's what you get. You don't get more. And I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you know, you're always welcome. Like, as a joke, I said, you're always welcome to give me more. I said, no, no, I'm only kidding. And, you know, and he laughed. He said, well, you know what I'm going to do? Every time I do one from here on, you know, and he would pay me, you know, he said, I'll pay an extra one for the next person that's, that's not your celebrity client. And that's what happened. And, and, um, you know, I would get a, my, I would have a list of clients that, that would, they would say, Hey, you know, so-and-so, you know, in the music business told me that, you know, you're a client, I'm a client, they're your, sorry, that they're a client of yours. And, you know, sometimes you do something where, you know, I can pay for myself, but I could pay for the next guy or the next girl, you know, and, and, and that, that's something that we did as far as, as, as a, a gift, what happened was I lost my, took my daughter at a very young age. Um, she was killed by a reckless drunk driver and, um, I wanted, um, I, let me, some people might sit there and say, well, you know, being spiritually and everything, you should be able to, to, things should not be so hard on you or whatnot right or you should be able to handle this or handle that well that's not true just because i'm spiritual doesn't mean that i don't have everyday life issues like everybody else right so um you know i I struggled for a little bit you know i don't care who you are spiritually or not you definitely very much so your life feels both both health physical and spiritually get shaken, shoked, I'm sorry, shaken and shook, I meant to say, I apologize, shaken and shook, and that, and that's what happens when you lose a child, you know, your whole life will change, and um, I went through a period of that, you know, and then I did a lot of things trying to support other parents, I did that, and I'm pr- very proud of that, um, but um, then, you know, I w- and then for years, I did a lot of free readings, for people, especially grieving parents, or, you know, um, <clears throat> I did that, 
you know, and then I met my friend Jeff, you know, and uh, I told Jeff and I had a talk and I was talking to him about my son. My son is my youngest child and he's named Chance. He's a second chance at a big family. He's a second chance of reminding me that uh, there is life, you know what I mean, that after tragedy, you know, and, uh, you know, him and I talked and Jeff's, Jeff's lost his brother. I did a reading for Jeff. I communicated with him about it. And like, there was things that there was like, I, I would not have known, you know, and, and Jeff was a big time skeptic, you know, and I told him a couple of things that I should not have known. He always says, you know, I don't, I, you should not have known that he'll say, you know, you can't Google that, you know, and things like that. Um, and, and so we decided at that point that, um, in honor of, uh, his brother, um, my daughter, you know, um, and all the other loved ones on the other side for both myself, Jeff and our community, um, we were going to name our project Chances NFT after, you know, a second chance and everybody needs a chance in something. You know, you took a chance, you messaged me, you asked me to do the podcast, you know, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the process of getting ready to take a chance and, you know, ask a friend of mine to get in on um, my project or something, you know, and so on. Like, there's second chances, third chances, fourth chances, and, and, and as, as long as you always fight for a chance, then you, you will have one. You're, you're sure. yeah, you have one, exactly. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm sorry about your daughter. Um, you've, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's a tragic story. Um, man, I, I, I can only imagine, like, what, you know, um, mm-hmm. what, what you went through. You know what I mean? Just even being, like, a spiritual person and a forgiving person and a loving person, I mean, it'll really mess you up. <clears throat> um, but yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very happy that... Um, you overcame it, you know, uh, you tried, you're still trying. I'm not saying you totally fooled, like, you know, but, you know, you, you, um, you wrote, you rose above it, you know, so, mm-hmm. so I'm happy for you. Um, I and, appreciate I, it. and I think that, that, that whole project you're doing with the, um, second chance, the NFT, I think that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's gonna, you know, I think it's gonna relate to, it's gonna resonate with a lot of people and, and, uh, hopefully a lot of people will get on board with it you know i believe I, I, i'm so glad you said that because that's what i believe i believe that um you know uh once people get a chance to actually hear it and understand the story behind it you know um as well as the roadmap and the different things with it i i think that they would want to be part of it you know uh you know i took a chance to get out of my bed after losing my kid, you know what I mean? Right. You know, and no matter how spiritual you are, no matter, I just, I had my loved ones on the other side talking to me, coming through in my dreams, in, in energy I would read, you know, and like, so let me, let me, let me tell you something. I have a brother that died, okay? And um, he wasn't my biological brother. He was a brother that my parents took in. Um, and we were very close. Um, uh, he was definitely like a best friend, you know, and it's funny because 
in a lot of ways, my friend Jeff, who is my community uh, co-founder, reminds me a lot of him. So my brother would come to me in my dreams all the time, you know, uh, you know, I'm just thinking of a lot of different things. I don't mean to laugh. It's just things that he would tell me. And I, I think about some of the things he would tell me, but when my daughter died, you know, he would tell me to get the hell up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you're in New York, so get the hell up. Stop. You know, because I was living in California at the time. You can get the hell out of California, you know, or get up, you know, because all of a sudden you're not, you're not, what happened to your, your, your spunky New Yorker? And he would say things like that to me in my dreams and, and, and whatnot. Um, and that's when I realized that um, I have to, you know what I mean? What the hell am I doing, you know? Um, and what I had that some people don't have is I had a brother that I can, after losing him, that can come through to me. There are people that can't do that, like my friend, like my friend Dale. I'm sorry, my friend uh, Jeff. Um, when his brother would come to him, he didn't know that. He just didn't, he couldn't read it, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, it wasn't just so for my daughter, my other child, you know, at the time, because I had, you know, I had, I had another girl. Um, but, but for everybody like that, you know what I mean? I, I have to be able to share that is, is my point. You know, I, I wanted to share that with people um, because there are some people that can't do that. And that's why I started doing it. And when, so to me, it's, that's why uh, this project is what it is. It's the chance of getting the hell up off the, out of the bed so I can get up every day and do what I need to do. Because for a long time, I mean, I, I didn't want to. And I'll tell you, it's not because I didn't, I want to, just, I want to clarify this. It's not that I didn't know she, where she was. I knew exactly where my kid was. One of the things I hate saying is I lost my daughter. I, you know, I catch myself saying it, but I hate saying that because, and I, you know, and I hate even using the word hate about it because I don't feel good about it. But the truth is that's what it is. You know, I didn't lose her though. I know exactly where she is. You know, she's on the other side in a beautiful place. But, but I did lose her physically, do you know what I mean? So, um, so for, for myself personally, you know. Does um, she visit you? Does she, do you see her sometimes in your dreams? Not exactly, no. It, it, it's crazy that you said that because um, that is the one person. I feel her, don't get me wrong. Um, I see certain things, you know. I don't get this. So I could do a reading for somebody and I'll tell you. It is. It, it, it's great. You know what I mean? It's a good thing and everything. But <laughs> I can't do that with her, you know? You know, <laughs> I think there's a reason for that. Um, it's to protect me. It is to protect you and it is to uh, allow you to, not, I don't, I don't want to sound like, you know, like what I'm saying, like move on. Not really, not, not in that way, you know? No. But, um, it's just it'll be like really hard for you. I feel like if you keep seeing her like in your dreams, like exactly. she coming into it's like you wouldn't want to kind of like wake up in a way. You know what I mean? Because that was that's her daughter that passed away. Oh, so I mean, you, you know what though? I also think it's for another reason. To be honest, what's that? I think part of it is because <laughs> how do I say this? I'm sorry. Um. So that I can understand what my clients are going to. So when I do these things and I do these readings and I make these connections, I don't forget what they're feeling. 
So if I was blessed enough to speak with her the way I will with a client, I don't think it, you know, I wouldn't, I, maybe I would forget that about me and I don't want to forget that about me. So um, I think spiritually, for some reason, I think somebody out there is doing it for that reason, because I do believe, listen, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, the next, you know, big thing, you know, Gandhi or something like that, you know, but I do think that, that what I do does help people, you know, both as a reading or just the before and after parts, you know, so I feel like, I think if I would have had the same connections for myself with my daughter, the way I would with the client, I don't know if I would remember it when it, you know what I mean? Like yeah, as far as like as translating I, it, oh, I get you 100%. Yeah. Because I know, so when I do yeah. a reading for a client, especially a parent or some, or, or siblings, cause that's another big one for me because I have lost siblings, you know, um, I know what they're feeling and I, and because I can't communicate with my child the way I could with everyone else I don't forget that feeling so that I know what I need to do so I give them the job they need me to give them you know so I do think that's part of it and I do think like you said the protection I think they somebody wants to protect me you know so that I, I, you know whatever it may be because who's to say if she came through to me the way she does my clients that I don't lose my mind you know what I mean I mean, I don't believe that would happen, but there is a good chance that could happen, you know? I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. I don't, so so that's that's one thing there. <laughs> that's just some of my who I am. <laughs> and I think it's beautiful and it's awesome. Uh, you just have, you have a beautiful story. Um, and you're a very strong woman and you have a lot of courage behind you and, uh, and you know, more power to you. I appreciate that. Just, just whatever, like your whole background, whatever you went through, whatever you experienced, man. Like it's a lot of people don't understand that probably, you know, because no. you could get knocked down in life, and you know, there's a lot of people getting knocked down in life who just can't get back up, and you, you're up, mm. and I respect that. So, you know, 